How many of you are thinking dating is the worst thing in the absolute world? I can't do it anymore. I quit. I throw in the towel. I feel you. I was there. I was that person. But that is exactly what the misunderstanding is. First of all, dating is super difficult because it's actually not that difficult. What you're finding is your practices just aren't working. And second, the guys are super, super, super complicated. And there's books out there from Venus, from Mars. I don't care what planet you're from. They're actually really not. Also a misunderstanding. It's super, super simple to identify when someone's just not right for you. So that's what I'm getting into today. I have a little bit of background in this area because I'm a veteran dater and I did work for Bumble for an extended period of time. So I learned a lot about what to do and what not to do, how to utilize methods of dating, whether it's online or in person, what have you. So that's exactly what I'm saying. This episode is about transparency, about being frank, and that's what I'm delivering to you today, guys. So tune in. It's important. And hopefully after this, you have a better understanding of how to approach dating. And who knows, maybe you'll find the love of your life. What is up, world? This is your misunderstood Kelly Hall. And I'm thrilled about this podcast because I have just been scratching my head on realistic tools and just content to cover that we all either are going through or have been through or can use. And one of the most relatable and frequently misunderstood things is dating. And I feel like I'm a bit of a pro at this because, well, I did thrive in my single days. I'll give you that. But I would say I thrived because I put myself out there consistently and I also had hilarious stories. So I kind of ended up finding something positive, whether things crash and burned or I went on first dates or I, you know, went through with my series of hinge and bumble and whatever. At the end of the day, I really took away these skills and these life lessons. So from that, I think that I thrived. And obviously I'm in a serious relationship now. But I'm so happy I spent the first 25 years of my life uh, learning all of these lessons because you have to learn them the hard way, folks. So I kind of wanted to spread some love to my ladies out there who, you know, whether you are good dating and good at dating or you're struggling, maybe you just don't know how to begin and you're just confused why you're consistently single or maybe why dating apps aren't working for you. Um, but it, it, whether you're on dating apps or not, like these tips can still be utilized. I did meet Austin on a dating app. I met him organically, which is just so weird these days. Um, but I'd say a large majority of us are on dating apps because we're busy or maybe we're just less inclined to accept invitations or to go out on a Tuesday, which is what happened with he and I. Um, but regardless, hopefully some of my life experience and or all of my life experience, um, as well as my partnership with Bumble, I used to have uh, back in the day. You know, I have those statistics and those tips and tools that they recommended as well. That all might help you. So let's dive right in to dating, what to do and what not to do. First, 
I'm going to say that 95% of you are probably on dating apps. I was very active on Hinge and Bumble Date. I didn't use Tinder because it was always, for me, kind of scary. I think I used it once when it first came out when I was like 20. It was a lot. And I think nowadays the more popular go-to apps are Bumble Date and Hinge. Um, I like Bumble date because the woman would make the first move and it kind of gives you that power, which is really cool. And they've made the app really like user friendly and everything. Um, but I also really liked Hinge because they had those starter questions. And depending on where you're at, I would just download both. And when I was dating in Columbus, Hinge was kind of more of the scene. But then when I was dating in San Diego, Bumble was. So it depends on where you are. But what I noticed were these best practices whenever I was on there because some people, they go on dating apps and they don't have a lot of luck. And one of the first things I asked them is, let me see your profile. And then the second thing I asked them is, when are you doing it? And the third thing I asked them is, are you following through and kind of how you're acting on there? Um, you know, I, I was fortunate when I was dating I didn't really have too many like lewd comments or behaviors. Never once was I sent like an unsolicited picture or anything like that. But I think one main reason was because of my profile. And women are often confused. They're like, I can't believe he thinks X, Y, or Z about me. But a lot of it depends on the person you're portraying. And because it is so subjective – it's kind of like marketing one-on-one, to be honest. So I want to dive into building your profile because a lot of you are probably doing this incorrectly. And if you don't buy into dating apps, I would say, what does your dating life look like right now? Because if you're working long hours or you're in healthcare or you're not very social or you're not meeting anyone, it is one of the easiest, if not the easiest way to meet people and go on dates. So I would say, why not? And this isn't a sponsored episode. This is just me being frank with you. You know, maybe you're stubborn. Maybe you don't want to, you know, fit into the status quo, but it is an easy way to meet people. So regardless, number one, dating profiles, photos, photos, photos. They are absolutely everything. So say the dating app that you have has five photos for you to upload. Rule of thumb no selfies ever, ever. They don't tell a story. They might paint a really good picture of your face, but what you want to do with your photos is tell a story. Um, And depending on what face you're making in those selfies, that also tells a story to the person on the receiving end. So if it's something really sensual or moody, then they're going to think you're very sensual and moody. And if that's a picture you want to paint, then great. But if you're like, no, I'm outgoing. I'm fine. I'm with my best friends. I do this and I do that. Let's focus on those. So for photos, I'd say a photo, start off with a photo of just you. Don't make it complicated. No group photos, no no sunglasses, nothing hiding your face, but a photo of you in your environment. So for me, I think I had like a picture of me at a winery or doing a wine tasting. Um, You know, maybe... I'm trying to think. Man, it's been a minute. But means modeling, but not professionally. Like if I was just 
you know, out in the city enjoying the day and I have a big smile on my face. Just like a super cute, simple photo of you and your style and your scene. That's awesome. Um, another rule of thumb, no professional photos. So don't take like your senior portraits or um, something that could be posted in a magazine. Like don't throw that in there because you want authenticity. You want it to be genuine. So start off with a photo of yourself. Then I would roll into showing your social side. So whether you're social or not very social, show that and demonstrate that. So throw in a a photo of your girlfriends, um, you know, at XYZ or doing something that you love or going to brunch, something that really depicts what you do and also shows that you have friends and you are social. Um, Third, I would go into your passions. So do you love fitness? Do you love rock climbing? Are you out and about and rollerblading? Throw that in there. Show that side of you. If you love art, throw that in there as well. Um, If you're family-oriented, if you have a dog – Put those pictures in there too, and it doesn't hurt to have, you know, one or two photos of you alone, Um, but definitely look at that and see what story you're telling. Like, are you telling a story that makes you interesting, adventurous, that piques interest? Do you want to share your profession? Uh, I think I had a photo of me in uniform. That's debatable, but, um, you know, I put in there that I was in the Navy because obviously I would want my significant other to support that and be okay with that. So photos first and really take a look at what photos, no filters, no professional photos, and try to stay away from selfies right off the bat. If you're a happy person, post happy photos. If you're a serious person, post serious photos, but I've had happy, happy, goofy people show me their profiles and then they're have this sexy, sultry modeling selfie. And I'm like, that's not who you are though. You're a riot. You're so fun. So put that in there. Second would be your bio. At a minimum, one or two sentences. And it's not thing to be stressed out about. It's just, you know, hey, I'm Kelly. I spend my time going to brunch with my friends. I love to run. I'm active duty in the Navy and love to travel. Boom. Like I have four different conversation topics right there. Super. It doesn't have to be clever or witty or crazy. Um, You know, I, I think I put on there like I'm open to happy hours or like you have me at sushi or something like that that shows what you would want to to do with them. Um, So throw that in there as well. Now, the third thing I'm going to say are best practices. So first you have your profile, but second you have your best practices when you're actually using dating apps because it's just big misunderstanding that like, I don't know, well, one, that they're ineffective, but two, that you just swipe, 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 swipe and hope that Mr. Right comes walking through your door But I would watch a lot of women treat this as if there's not real people on the other side that they could potentially connect with. So they would swipe. They would be out at brunch with me and just whip out their phone and swipe, 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 swipe through 10 people. Well, on a lot of those apps, they either expire or if you don't respond in a certain amount of time, the person on the other end loses interest. So I would this sounds so funny thinking back, but it's so true. And it was very effective for me. I would obligate time to actually sit down and focus on these apps, on these potential relationships. So fun fact about your host here, 
I used to get spray tanned every Thursday religiously. Every single Thursday. Every single Thursday night, 7 p.m., I would get spray tanned. Shout out to Bliss Tans. And so what I would do is when you're spray tanned, you're like disgusting, like super, super dark and sticky, and I would never go out in public. So I dedicated Thursday nights when I was single to be my my dating app nights. I would stay in for the rest of the night because I was spray tanned and disgusting. And I would actually spend time online focusing. So if I swiped with someone and instantly matched with them, I was in a place where I could spark up a conversation, talk with them, respond. If you're not dedicating time to these apps, they're never going to work because if you're swiping while you're driving, you hopefully are not texting and driving, but you're going to say, hey, what's up? Or if you're swiping during brunch with your girlfriends, you're going to say, hey, what's up? The conversation's not going to go anywhere or pick up. And you can tell a lot about a person in about 15 minutes. So only swiping when you have time to actually focus on those conversations. And next, only swiping when you actually have time to date. I mean this, ladies, because you're going on these apps and you're thinking, oh, let me just see who I meet today. But if your job is taking you out of town for six weeks to Chicago, Illinois, why are you swiping in Columbus, Ohio? Like, you're going to meet up with these people when? A month and a half later? No, no way. So you need to actually be serious about your timeline and where you are and, you know, match with people and get on to those apps when you are in the city you want to be in, in a city where you want to meet people and focus on it. Because if you match with people and then you're gone, more than likely things will just kind of you know, diminish and the conversation will get stale eventually because they wanted to take you out for a drink and now you're just not around. Um, Next, I would say, you know, set the standard right away and don't, don't settle for let's just chill. I hated that. When I would get a response from guys, I would think things are going well. They'd say, yeah, like, would you want to chill sometime? I'm sorry, but what is chill? Absolutely no. No, thank you. I'm not in the business of going to your apartment on the first, second, or third date. That is what president I sent for myself because that's like what some people get on dating apps for. They just, quotes want to chill. I actually wanted to meet people through these apps and meet potential boyfriends and partners. So set the standard. No, I prefer to meet in a public place or suggest something. You know, we're not above that. I would say I absolutely love to get sushi or I'd love to get happy hour or something like that. Set that precedent early on because if you're accepting on the very first date, oh, yeah, Netflix is cool. Yeah, ordering is fine. Yeah, I'll just swing by your apartment. Then that's the precedent you're setting with them right off the bat is that you're okay with that. I wasn't trying to be high maintenance, but I was trying to set the precedent that I am actually in the business of trying to meet people and establish relationships. And I could chill with my girlfriends. Like, my girlfriends are awesome. We would just throw on, you know, a movie and hang out in our PJs. I don't want to do that with a date. I want to go on a date and be your date. So don't be afraid to squash that right away. And you know what? If they're offended and if they're like, oh, I can't believe you want to go to a restaurant, they're probably not the person for you. Probably not. Um, So next, 
speaking of the person that's probably not for you, I'm going to give some really tough advice. And I've told this to, let's say, like 99% of my girlfriends. Um, If they've sat in a room with me and they've shared anything about guys, I have told them, you need to read the book that absolutely changed things for me and my perspective. And I am not kidding. I read this book my mom sent me a box of dating books when I was like 22 or 23. And it, of course, I rolled my eyes and I was like, oh, thanks, mom. Appreciate it. But one of them I actually did read and it's called He's Just Not That Into You. And the movie that most of us have heard of is based off the book. So that caught my eye and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to read this on the plane, whatever. And when I read it on the plane, I not only was my jaw on the ground the entire time and I was like going through this enlightening experience, but I wanted to break things off with every single guy who was texting me at the time because I was so mad and annoyed. Essentially, again, I think you should all read this book if you're actively dating or not. I mean, they also have things for, you know, married couples, engaged couples, et cetera. But the entire premise of the book explains this one concept that is so simple. We all come up with these just erroneous, crazy excuses about guys and dating. And, oh, like he isn't texting you back because it's 5 p.m. on a Tuesday and there's baseball on. Or his friends' friends might think that this about you. Or it's probably just because it's Monday through Thursday and people are busy during the week. So he'll probably text you Saturday or, oh, I'm sure your first date went really, really well, but it's the springtime. And in the spring, nobody wants to date. Like there's so many excuses that I've watched my girlfriends implore through time. And then I read this book and it says, dismiss all of the excuses all of them, every single excuse you can think of, dismiss it. Because if he is not talking to you, if he is not seeing you, if he is not picking up the phone to text you, if he is not scheduling the next date to be with you, he is just not that into you. And that can be applied to relationships, um, taking steps, being exclusive, whatever it is. If he's not doing X or Y or Z, it's because he's just not that into you. And before I get a bunch of hate mail, you're going to be like, no, no. But like he is, he does like me so much. That's amazing. But coming from experience, when I started applying this, it was so correct because I would date guys and then not hear from them. And then they would say, ooh, I'm just not in a place to be dating anyone. And then fast forward two months and I would run into them in Columbus, Ohio, and they're dating someone. Well, imagine that. And so the slice of humble pie that I had to eat was it wasn't that he did not want to date someone. It's that he didn't want to date me. And that's the point. So what I started to channel is that men are actually super simple human beings. If they want to see you, they will. If they want to text you, they will. If they want to take you on a date, they will. If a guy really likes you, he's going to go out of his way to 
cross paths with you to make himself known, to make you feel important, to take you to a restaurant, to impress you, to do all of these things. And as soon as you realize that, that's when you have someone who's worthwhile. It really, really is. Relationships actually are not that complicated. And I've been through so many complicated relationships. I went through my first serious relationship where it kind of came at a crossroads of like, do we get engaged? Do we get engaged? Do we get engaged? And ultimately, after three years, he was like, I still don't know. And I wish back then I'd been like, you know what? That means you're just not, that means it's not me. That's what that means because you do know whenever it is the right person. You absolutely know. And then I moved into people who I would talk to and go on dates with consistently for months. And when it came to that exclusivity talk of, are we boyfriend and girlfriend? Are we dating? Is Are we doing this? They would say, oh, I don't know. Like I got out of a long-term relationship. Okay, two years ago. What do you mean? Like how long are you going to hold on to that? And then I would realize it's it's not that they don't want to date. It's that they don't know if they want to date me. And so once you channel that and just kind of own it and stop wasting your time, you realize when you do meet the right people that they aren't making excuses. They genuinely want to see you. Now, I'm going to embarrass Austin a little bit, and he's probably going to kill me when he hears this, but reading this book and starting to apply it to my life, a lot of things changed. I was not bitter anymore. I wasn't really that hopeful because I knew, you know, if he wants to see me, he's going to make it happen, period. I didn't really take offense to anything anymore because if you're supposed to be with every person in the universe, you would be, but that's not the case. You're only supposed to be with, my belief, one. So that's fine. If I wasn't people's cup of tea, whatever. He's just not that into me. And so when I met Austin, I was also seeing a lot of people and I knew he was also seeing a lot of people and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Actually, I encourage it because you don't need to make yourself too available, but we'll get into that in a second. So with that being said, him dating girls, me dating guys, I didn't really think or overthink through our relationship because I was following those strict principles of if he wants to see me, he'll make it happen. If he wants to talk to me, if he wants to text me, he'll do all those things. And Austin kind of ha- was like notorious for being kind of non-committal. <laughs> Actually, he's very non-committal. Um, so again, I didn't overthink anything. When I met him, I was like, you know what, whatever. Like he seems like a great guy, but I'm not going to get excited over this. Well, I noticed um, – our first date, like he went out of his way to take me on a very nice first date. And I was like, hmm, interesting. You know, he could have taken me to Jersey Mike's subs, but he took me to like a very nice restaurant, which isn't necessary, but I appreciated it. I appreciated they went out of his way to impress me. That was noted. Then after that, you know, he would go a couple of days texting me without texting me or whatever, but he would eventually reach out. And that was noted because, you know, he didn't have to do that, but he, he cared enough to text me every few days, like, how's your week going? How's work going? Whatever. And then what really got me was I was in, I was leaving for Iceland and 
he texted me. He's like, hey, like, when could I see you? At this point, we've been talking for a couple months. And I was like, well, you can't <laughs> because I'm slammed. I'm prepping for Miss Ohio and I have a spray tan and I have this and I have a girl's night. And he was like, well, what if I crash your girl's night? And I was like, absolutely not. Like, my girl's nights are sacred. And he's like, all right, all right. Just, like, let me know when I could see you. So after much thought, I realized if I didn't see him the Thursday before I left for Iceland, which was my girl's night, I wouldn't see him for about two and a half weeks. So then he was like, well, what about lunch? And what about coffee? And again, taking note, okay, this guy actually really wants to see me before I go on vacation. I appreciate that. So I, you know, threw it past my girlfriends and they all said it was cool if we kind of combined groups. And so he ended up bringing all 12 of his guy friends to meet up with my girlfriends at this cool spot called Pins in Columbus. And one of his best friends, Brendan Manahan, hi, Brendan, says, yeah, I can't believe you got all the guys out on a Thursday. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, no, 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 we don't, we don't really do hangouts during the week. This was all Austin. And although Austin was trying to be super cool and calm and collected, I took note of that again because, you know, he could have just blew, blown me off. He could have had a boys' night. He could have waited until after Iceland to see me. But he pulled all of his friends together to come out on a Thursday to hang out with my friends. And I got to see him before I left. And then even throughout Iceland, I didn't have any service. You know, we're sans Wi-Fi driving through five hours across the country with no service. And then when I would get Wi-Fi, I'd have a text from Austin saying like, hey, how are things going? And they were always very lighthearted and not serious, but that showed me that he was into me. Like a guy doesn't do that if he's not into you. And you need to remember that. Like if the guy's going out of his way to do things for you, he's into you. And don't overthink it. You know, every time Austin did one of those little things, I wasn't like, Ooh, we're getting married. I was like, hmm, notable. I just Took a little mental note. Um, but And what I love is that eventually that led to me realizing he was really making me a priority, you know, which is what you want in a relationship. So with that, I don't want you guys to take this the wrong way. And, you know, don't be too sensitive to all of these points because – I'm not trying to be harsh. I just want to be real because there's this huge misunderstanding that dating is super, super tough, but it doesn't have to be really, really tough. So I'm going to end with these final notes of what not to do. So three things that you might be doing right now that you should stop. One, chasing, 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 chasing. Stop it. Stop right now. You, picking up your phone, about to text a guy. Stop it. Again, implement what I just said. If he wants to talk to you, he will make it happen. And I'm going to give you one caveat to that rule. One. When the book He's Just Not That Into was written, it was written in the 90s, and things were very different back then. The guys in general were different back then. Society, the way that we interacted – they would approach you in bars, for example, and they wouldn't be on dating apps. Well, that's not necessarily the case now because I think the fear of rejection is always very strong for men. So I think the entire time I lived in Columbus, Ohio, I had like two people come up to me at a bar. It's insane. That's just not the way the culture is anymore. 
So what I gathered from my experiences as well as talking to my guy friends is sometimes they would take their foot off the gas pedal if they thought a girl was uninterested because maybe she didn't text back or she didn't reach out. So the one caveat I will give you is you can reach out to the guy one time to see if he's interested or if he's still thinking about you because that actually proved correct for me. Um, A couple times I'd go on dates. I wouldn't hear from the guy. I'm like, all right, I guess he just is not that into me. And then I'd say, you know what? I'll give this my one mulligan and just reach out. And I would say, hey, Tom, hey, Frank, whatever. Had such a great time the other night. Thanks so much for trading me. Would love to connect again. That's it. And I would get a response back. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I think that just gave them like the confidence they needed to reach out. They wanted the kind of that affirmation that things went well. So that is the one thing I will say at the beginning is that sometimes the affirmation needs to be put into place so they have the confidence to reach out to you. But after that, it's in their court. Like, do not chase. And next, do not make yourself too available. This is something that from the get-go, women are doing wrong. They're just like, oh, tomorrow I'm free. Oh, Wednesday I'm free. Oh, Thursday I'm also free. I think naturally I had an inclination. One, I have a, a lot of passions. I'm very committed to my career. So that came first as well as my friendships that came first. So I think Austin was like number four or five whenever we started talking. Um, but that helped really space out our relationship because those first three months that we were dating, I saw him on average once every week and a half, maybe, maybe less, maybe sometimes we got coffee, but he would ask me out and I would say, I'm sorry, I've got plans Tuesday. And he was kind of like, oh, well, gee. But then I would follow up with, but I am free next Friday for coffee. You know, so he didn't get this discouraging idea that I didn't want to see him. But you do need to make yourself less available because if you're too available, they will become less interested. And lastly, my final note is to remember that these are the rules and that you are not the exception. I think sometimes women can be too hopeful. They're going to think, no, 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 though. This one super damaging, unresponsive, unpassionate relationship, this is going to be it. (laughs) This is it. He's going to change for me. Um, Probably not because that's just not the way things work. So, Most of the time, I would go with the rule of thumb that he's going to go out of his way to make you feel special or to make you a priority. And that's what you want in a partner anyways. So you are not the exception. You're the rule. And implement these to hopefully help your dating life. I know this was a lot of information, but guys and ladies, it's such a different, different dating culture. And if I can just help you a little bit, then we helped understand dating a little bit more today. So thanks so much for tuning in. I can't wait to catch you next week. Thanks, guys.
Hey you, thank you so much for tuning into the show. If you have 10 seconds of your time, please take time to go to Apple or Spotify and rate my podcast. 10 seconds of your time means the absolute world to me. Also, you can follow me and all of my upcoming episodes on my Instagram at misunderstood.podcast and follow me on at Kelly Renee Hall for any updates. Thanks so much for your support, guys. Keep tuning in on Misunderstood.